Suddenly, with a blood-curdling howl, an Indian brave leapt from the boulder above them to confront Tom, the feathers in his headdress bristling, his war paint vivid in the noonday sun. Miss Abigail Faithgood screamed, without flinching, Tom, Tom, Tom what? Chewing on the end of her pen and patting at the hair coiled over her left ear, Claire Montague stared at the paper on her desk. Botheration! And how can it be a clear morning if it's noon? Miss Montague? Claire jerked in alarm, and the pen dropped from her fingers to clatter on the blotter. She hadn't heard the door open. Well, why should she? She herself had oiled those hinges faithfully every single Monday of her life for ten years now. Good heavens, Scruggs, you frightened me to death! The butler's lugubrious expression lengthened. I beg your pardon, Miss Montague, but he's here. Scruggs sounded as though he were reporting the arrival of doom. His carriage just drew up outside. Claire's hand flew to her throat. She didn't need to ask who he was. Her palpitating heart thundered so violently that for a second she feared for her consciousness. She pulled herself together. This reaction was absurd. She knew it. Thank you, Scruggs. I shall descend immediately. Very good, ma'am. Mrs. Philpot is preparing refreshments. Scruggs's face, which Claire often thought more nearly resembled that of a morose moose than anything else, disappeared. Mrs. Philpot was the cook, and Claire suspected she was at this moment weeping into her tea kettle. With a big sigh, she rose from her desk, slipped her work in progress into its special drawer, and locked it away with the key she kept on a chain around her neck. Composing herself with some effort, after all, it wasn't every day one met the man of one's dreams, the man who haunted one's every daylight hour and filled one's nights with alluring fantasies, Claire stood up straight and tall, entirely too tall, in fact, for at least the thousandth time she regretted her unladylike inches. Oh, well, there was nothing she could do about them. Patting her severe hairstyle once more to make sure no intemperate strands poked out, she adopted her best housekeeperish expression. Then, gulping an enormous breath for courage, she walked out of her room and prepared to greet the new master of Partington Place. Tom Partington wished it wasn't so blasted dark. He'd love to get a glimpse of his new home, but it had been twilight when his rented coach barreled him through Marysville. The night was black as pitch now, and raining fit to kill besides. A couple of his many old wounds had begun to ache earlier and now throbbed in earnest. Tom was used to pain, though. Besides, nothing could subdue the excitement bubbling within him tonight. Oh, he knew life was what one made of it and he certainly didn't expect to be handed anything else on a silver platter any time soon. Once was plenty, more than life generally offered a fellow, in Tom's experience. Excitement gripped him, though. There was something about this place that made one dare to dream, an atmosphere of unrefined excitement. Confidence bubbled in the air. This land wasn't so much raw as it was undaunted, the clinging vine of civilization had yet to choke the life out of California, and the climate fairly vibrated with energy. Tom felt a liveliness here, had felt it as soon as his ship docked in San Francisco. The atmosphere wasn't like that of the cities back home. 
stifled, stuffy, lifeless. There was something in the wind here that felt like a promise, if not of hope fulfilled, then at least of hope eagerly pursued. It was a promise that assured him that if he couldn't achieve his dream, he could damn well chase it for all he was worth. Tom had never felt so optimistic in his life. Staring into the impenetrable night, he couldn't keep the smile from his face. It had been there ever since he learned the terms of his Uncle Gordon's will. Tom still couldn't quite believe the old buzzard had left his entire fortune to him. When the carriage slowed, he couldn't even wait for the horses to come to a full stop before he pushed the door open and jumped out. His bad leg gave a tremendous throb when he landed on the graveled walkway, but Tom didn't care. He took the steps to the grand double doors of his new house.